Oh, traveler, quick, get in, get in, get in, get in. God damn, those cultists are everywhere. I don't know what's up with things like the traveler, but those cultists have been getting bolder and bolder. They're trying to get in here. Wing over, are you good with your story? Yeah, there's freak still there? Yeah, traveler, go on over. A bunch of them, uh, traveler's already there. Cultists are getting more and more persistent. They keep saying they want to hear the story, but you know how it goes. You let one cultist in, then you have to let two. Next thing, the whole goddamn congregation is here, and we just don't have time for that. They get really violent and super creepy. Like, even more creepy than our tales, Traveler. Well, thankfully, they're not getting in, so don't worry about it. All right. Let's see, what do we have today? Oh, we have a bit of fan mail. Let's see now, this one is five stars from Mab of Erin Darkness from Canada. Uh, it says, Dorum is ice cold and I am here for it. Dorum, you crazy and I love you. I need more episodes with you. There's never enough female supervillains that are good. Not just aching over some lost love or something, instead she's fighting for what is right. I want to see her blasting fools across the yard, make people flee from that power while strutting like Hella. Finally getting a boss wizard who is making all of them fall in line, and she isn't just one dimensional. It's something I need for the soul. She has some pain, misses a friend, but is following through with her duty and pushing through. The story has like a billion things going on. I feel like I'm gonna stand up when it all comes together and shout, I knew it, in a library or something. I'm really liking the story and the sounds and the creepy voices just gets me sucked in. The players stick to the characters really well too, so it doesn't break that immersion. So good job, you four. Looking forward to seeing where all this goes and hope to see my review. Give me them good scenes. Also, I came here from the lovely Craftian, so you can go ahead and thank Cassie when over. Oh, thank you, Cassie. Oh. Oh, no, they like the villain. Oh. I mean, it's good to have people rooting for the villain, I guess. She does terrorize us, and she's destroyed a lot of the world, but I guess, uh, from some standpoint, she's pretty cool. Ah, uh, thank you. Alexis. Um, alright, travelers. So, we got some people really digging the villain. That's good. Uh, let's see. Flip through the pages. Oh, we got some battle bugs. Since the cults are surrounding the inn, I haven't been able to get anyone in here, travelers. Understandably. So, I asked this drunk patron over here if he could help us. Uh, come over here, Willie. Hey. Go on down to battlebirds.com and uh, get all sorts of sounds. Get tavern sounds, in sounds, fun sounds like fireball. You know, <laughs> you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, battlebirds.com. You promo code bound 7 does 15% off of that. You still. <laughs> Oh, you're so hot. <laughs> right. 
encountered that cultist. He also maybe met some sort of divine being. That's crazy. Kelsar got a fancy new sword. Wowzers. Everyone's just, you know, figuring stuff out and things are coming together and it's kind of weird that we have this really big family reunion, but whatever works, you know, travelers. All right, so let's get started. I bring you the story of Arkham Part 1. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger, and Chosen. Previously on the Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes have been having a bit of a time here in Nesme. They did a bit of shopping, did a bit of talking, gathered some info, and the MZ even had a bit of a spiritual experience. Shortly after MZ left the church, he... Shortly after MZ left the church, he then went and saw some daffodils on the ground. Picking them up, he started walking along, and just as an arrow was about to hit him, his money slipped out of his pouch, causing him to fall. Ronnie quickly ran to his aid to help him up, and MZ, rushing to the alleyway, saw a cultist who was all saying, I didn't know that Death Shift was here. And then, and then they, they slit, slit their, their own throat, throat and, and fell onto the ground. Ronnie, you're, you're currently, currently standing on a pile, pile of money. money. MZ, you're currently standing on a pile of blood. Can I search the corpse? I searched the money. <laughs> that's, Ronnie, that's you... my money, dammit. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you get uh, 11 gold pieces. MZ, you lose 11. And MZ, while you're looking through the, these robes, you find like a little bit of food, like some dried bread, uh, some like moldy cheese. Then uh, you rifle through some more. You find uh, three gold pieces, a wine skin and you find the necklace that they all wear, this set of smiling teeth, and a sunburst. So is, is a sunburst like a starburst? Yeah. Ooh. Super delicious. <laughs> you should eat it. Like it pops in your mouth? Or whatever? Oh yeah. Huh. Actually, I'm gonna put that necklace in my bag. So what do you two do? Uh, Ronnie, uh, did you shove this money into your pockets? And MZ, that was all you found. Okay, well, I mean, then I guess it's time to go back to the tavern. I don't know, like, I didn't... Did I even see that, uh... I wouldn't have even seen that priest, like, the guy slit his throat. No, you just saw MZ 
missed off yeah. into the alley. Didn't even thank you for helping him up. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the tavern. Do you take the money. <laughs> you eleven eleven gold piece. Sure. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> you pocket the money, and uh, you start walking off because you got paid for a job well done. I'm gonna yell for Ronnie. I'm gonna yell for Ronnie. Okay. Slippery slope. Here we go. Ronnie, uh, you hear MZ yelling out to you. Uh, what? <laughs> Give me back my gold. <laughs> MZ, you hear that? <laughs> Bullshit! You didn't see me take that. I don't even need to see him. I know what happened. I mean, he doesn't have to be a. All right. A I want. I, no, I want. I want him to make a bluff check. Then. I'm gonna yell and ask him to come come down here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, fine. All right. So Ronnie steps on in. His golden suit is reflecting off a few of the torches that have start being set up as the sun is starting to dip down. Ronnie, you look and see this pool of blood, and MZ standing in it, rifling through a few pockets of this cultist. This bloody dagger is sitting um, just in the palm of his hand as this guy just looks with these dead eyes up at the stars. And uh, in case I was cut out when I was saying it, I said I put the cultist's necklace in my bag. I said I'm taking it because I know Ronnie has it. And if we're infiltrating this place, maybe this kind of shit will come in handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. Makes sense. Okay, yeah, you pocket it. When Ronnie comes around the corner, I just look at him and say, Hey, thanks for picking up my gold. I want <laughs> I want that uh, deception check. <laughs> Am I being deceptive? Or are you, you being don't, deceptive? You didn't see shit. So I want <laughs> I you know. to make a bluff check. Okay. No, no, I don't say it. <laughs> Well, maybe he knew how much money he had, right? Um, MZ knows he slipped on money, and that was a. Uh, then he quickly misty stepped out of there. He slipped on his own money, that is. This alley money. <laughs> this ain't your money. No, but I'll I'll tell him. I'll say uh, I'll say this person shot an arrow at me, but I slipped. And then when I chased them down this back lane, he he said. Oh, I didn't realize... Or what did he say? Oh, I didn't realize the Chosen were here? Yeah, I didn't realize Death Shift was here. Or I didn't realize Death Shift was here, and then he slit his own throat. Uh, I swear I didn't kill him. That's, uh... <laughs> man, just, he was... Yeah, he had a gun, and all of a sudden there's a gun in his feet. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so Ronnie, you just don't believe that MZ didn't kill him. <laughs> this is a man who cut, who just uh, kicked down a door willy nilly. <laughs> I remember. That. Uh, all right, I, I uh, <laughs> believe you. T- believe you, buddy. I wouldn't want my own throat to get slit. Hey, why don't we go uh, back to the tavern? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, so you two uh, walk away. There's a few bloody footprints as MZ's walking away, but it quickly fades. Scuffing scuffing my boots on the cobblestone, like when you got lots of mud on it. Yeah. I'm like trying to get that blood off. You guys make it back to the tavern. You see Dan is still down there, and he's just sitting with an ale, but you don't see the other three. Uh, There's a few other people in the tavern. They're just chilling, having a few drinks. It's starting to pick up a little bit now that it's getting a little uh, later in the day. So all of us, all of us are there now. Uh, yeah, we could say that the 
other two arrive around that time. But Ronnie, I believe you said you had something you wanted to do when you got to the tavern. Uh, yeah, I gotta go find the owner real quick. Or, yep, they're they're there just behind the bar. Sorry, and uh, I'd like I'd like to talk to Dan and Chanel before, like in private. Yeah, uh, let me just do this thing with Ronnie since he. Uh... Hey, I uh, noticed uh, it's a little quiet in here. You mind if I get up on stage and do a little bit of magic? Magic? Yeah. What kind of magic you got? Uh, we're gonna find out. You know what? That sounds great. All right. Sure. Put on a magic show. Uh huh. Uh, all right. So I go up on the stage. And at first, I, I just want to do a little bit of, like, prestidigitation, cantrips, minor stuff. Yeah, roll me a performance. Uh, 24. Nice. So I, I'm imagining this is kind of like uh, Job from Arrested Development. Like, are you, like, shouting at them, like, it's an illusion, and then, like, doing something and... No, I'm more serious because I'm going to try and make some money off this. So, so yeah, just a little bit of, like, puffs of smoke and, and uh, some theatrics and, and maybe, uh, I don't know, what I can do with prestidigitation, make, make it look like my hands disappeared or something like that. Yeah, so you're just doing, like, these little minor tricks and little minor things. And then I want to call someone up from the audience. Uh, okay. You get um, this half-orc woman comes on up. You, yeah, you'll be great. Uh, okay, so for the next, this next trick, could you yeah. pick a card? And I want to fan out my deck of illusion. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. Yeah. Oh, no. Let me just grab my Dungeon Master's uh-huh. Guide here. All right, deck of illusions. So you're just letting her pick whatever she wants. Pick it at random. All right, so she goes. And uh, she seems really interested. She's like, oh, this looks fun. And uh, she goes to pull a card. Uh, so I need to roll something. Or do you just do the roll? Uh, if you want, you could do the roll. I guess because she's... Well, no, she's picking it. So an NPC should be doing the roll. Okay. So she got 16, though. So. Okay. So she pulls this card out. And she's looking at it. And she's like, oh, that's an interesting illustration. And then suddenly this flash happens. And you guys see there is this woman there. Her skin is scaled. Her hair is made out of snakes. She's wearing this like um, like kind of like Roman garb. And she shrieks out going, I will kill you. Let's see how the people in the end. They all flip the fuck <laughs> out. Dan draws his sword like, what's going on? And Ordon, Kelsar, and MZ make me intelligent saving. Oh, God damn it. God damn it, Ronnie. Ronnie, you don't have to because you're aware. 13. <laughs> I rolled a oh. one. Oh, no. 17. <laughs> the best idea I ever had. So, Kelsar, you see it's like a... It's almost like it's a little translucent. Like you can, oh, that's a crazy illusion that Ronnie managed to do. 
the rest of you guys. There is a Medusa on the stage right near Ronnie. Everyone's freaking out. Dan draws his sword. People are screaming. One person breaks the window and jumps out of it. Guys. <laughs> Lucas. Guys. He's suspended. Guys. I flip the table and sort of like crouch under it, protecting myself. Lucas, I got a one. You know that, right? Yes. You know I'm attacking that. You are, yeah, you oh, think God. this is real 100%. What do you do in this moment, Florida? I cast... You, you're very aware what a Medusa is and how powerful it is. Where's, like, the Hadouken again? Oh, you're using um, Guiding Bolt? And it will probably destroy the person, though. This is so, so fucking great. Uh, oh, she ran. <laughs> like, when that <laughs> appeared, she fucked right off. <laughs> Oh, wait, it took the Medusa, Medusa doesn't show up over top of her? Oh. No. It appeared right uh, right in front of her. Okay, I'm using Guiding Boat. Roll a range. Uh, 25. Which is a great roll. Ronnie, you're so proud of your illusion. You're looking at it, you're like, it looks really real. And you're kind of like, you know, tapping the deck on your hands to kind of make it go back together. And just as you're putting it in, like, your inside suit pocket, like, another perfect magic trick by Roddy O'Connell, suddenly you hear this, and you watch as this white light comes zooming towards you. You look over like, huh? This stage blows up. And Ronnie, uh... Gordon, roll your damage, and Ronnie, you take half. So it's 17 in total. Okay, so Ronnie takes... Sorry, 16, uh, 16, eight 16, yeah. Take 8 points of well, damage. serves you right, Ronnie. I'm doing magic. <laughs> and uh, so this stage blows the fuck up. The illusion is... Dis well, it's not dispelled, but now you all clearly can see it's an illusion. Ronnie, you go sailing. You smash through a chair. And you're on the ground, and, like, it's that home alone moment where, like, the smoke is lifting off of you. <laughs> and uh, you made such a believable illusion that you tricked board on. So I don't know if that's a win in your book or a fail because you got hit. I would have been happier. What the fuck, Roni? Seriously? I'm a, I, I was on stage trying to do my performance. You are a fucking idiot. Oh my god. Serves you right, Ronnie. Serves you right, you dumbass. Oh. Serves. The, the innkeeper, he like gets up from behind his, <sighs> his, uh, his bar and like other people get up from behind like they're tipped over tables and they go like, wait, it was an illusion? Well, that was one hell of a magic show. <laughs> well, that's one hell of a hole in your uh, in your wall now. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> it's not mine. Wait, there's a hole in the wall. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna start like slowly clapping. <laughs> yeah, a few people are clapping. The barkeep is like wiping his face off. I just like. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting in the back. I'm like uh, Captain Picard, face palming right now. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so done with Ronnie shit. <laughs> so I guess I'll be expecting you all to pay for that. 
Uh, get it from the guy who blew up your stage. Oh, no, 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 no. Roni, you're paying. Uh, no, it's not my fault you're too dumb to see an illusion. Okay, now I use, um, Guiding Bolt on Roni. I use Charm Person on Bordon. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, try it. Oh my god. This is so, this is going so terribly. No, because I'm so pissed about everything that he does. Yeah, it's, it's, it's guiding bolt on him. No, this is going bad. God, can I just, can I like... Alright, so I will give, I'll give uh, Kelsar an opportunity and Emzy an opportunity to do something before these two cast their spells. I'm going to do a grapple on Borodon. Alright, MZ, what do you do? Because you see Ronnie starting to get ready to cast something. I'm gonna... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Hold him down. <laughs> Hold him down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. What do you want to do? You could just let it happen. You could just watch. If you want. <laughs> that, that's the worst way to strengthen our <laughs> bonds, you know? Like, it's just not have, helping. I really don't know what you guys want me to do. Do whatever you want. No. What your character wants to do. Stop, Ronnie. What would be the sensible thing to do? Your character is a hunter who doesn't want to be caught. Because, of course, if I just blow another hole in the bar, it won't be like in the tavern. Of course, it would start drawing attention to people. Yeah, I'm going to help Kelsar then. If, if you're about to start blowing holes everywhere. Okay, so you two managed to stop Bordon from um, Let shooting off another massive blast. Let me fucking go, Bordon! And uh, Ronnie, do you still cast your spell, or what is it you do? Well, I already started it, uh, so I got a thirteen. Well, you don't you don't do anything. Uh, Bordon just makes a. Oh yeah, charm person is right, right. He has to make a saving. Right, right, right. Yeah. So wisdom saving throw board on. So I got 22. Uh, so it didn't work. <laughs> Jesus and fucking Christ, Ronnie, now you want to charm me? Ronnie! Seriously! Ronnie! I'm, I'm board so on. through this. Both of you, uh, shut... Me? Yeah, both of you, shut the hell up and grow <sighs> up. Do you know... No, no, I am talking. <sighs> I am talking now. Do you want to know how your story is going to end if we don't get along? Your story's gonna end, and then he died too. Do you want that to happen, Brodon? He keep forcing my hand. It's not... Okay, you know what? I'll let Ronnie do all the shit he does. I'm, I'm so tired of this shit. You know what? I'm not... Fuck this. I'm so tired of this shit. And, and you know what? You guys treat him like he's special. Because he keep doing like all his shit, and oh, since no, you he's guys like don't, no, since I, you guys do not reprehend him, no, 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 I'm gonna, you are literally I, just feeding him. I'm not done. I I like a bird on, and then I walk up to Ronnie, and then uh, what's something he likes that he has on him? You tell me, Ronnie. What's something that you like that you have on you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't you use the persuasion for that one? <laughs> One last roll. Alright. Okay, I'm done my rolls. <laughs> You're literally washing your hands now. <laughs> well, figuratively. 
What are all the... What's everyone doing in this tavern? Currently, the barkeep, uh, like the owner, is looking at the damages. Other people are setting the chairs back up. Dan is looking just shocked. Like, what the hell's happening? Um, coming down the stairs is a very angry Amelia. And, uh, like, a half-awake Yolanda. And, uh, yeah, current, and then Kelsar is up in front of Ronnie. Bordon is fuming, standing beside you. I, uh, okay, so I, I rolled. I, I'm gonna roll Intimidation on Ronnie. Um, I got 25 total. Uh, so I make a save against that, yeah? It's kind of a, this situation is that it's kind of a role-playing situation. So you could use, if you choose, you could use a, a charisma check, or you could choose if you want Ronnie to be intimidated by Kelsar. Because at the moment, like a 25 is a really good roll, so he is very scary. But if you want Ronnie to resist it, then you can roll a, a charisma saving throw. Okay, well I got a 23 then. So he is, uh, he's pretty spooky. Like he, he looks like he's, he's pissed and it's kind of, uh, usually like he'll take what you do with a grain of salt, you know, like he'll be annoyed with you, but you haven't really seen him like this. Ronnie, this time you've gone too far. And then at this point I let Yagditha take over. I grab the, I grab the, the spirit stone holding onto me. Oh, all right. When Yegditha takes over, you watch Kelsar's eyes become this blue flame. His horns uh, become coated in flames. His tail has flames on it. His cape has like this bluish flame go over it. And Yegditha is not concerned in the slightest. Uh, Ronnie, MZ, and Bordon, you see Dan's there and Chenille's there, and you know that Dorum's place is not far away. What do you do? I I think we should get some rest, go to this place in the morning. Well, if, if, if I have, like, any chance to punch Ronnie in the face... If you would just let me finish intimidating him... Yes, that's exactly what I'm waiting for you to do. I, I'm just saying, one second. Brent, uh, since you let Yegditha take over, I'm just letting you know, Yegditha isn't concerned with the Chosen or what they're doing. Oh. What Yegditha's trying to do is destroy Dorum and stop her. Oh. So you have two soldiers right in front of you, you have two people that can get you somewhere, and you feel pretty powerful with a new sword. What do you do? Shit. And Kelsar just gave up the steering wheel. O'Connell, Kelsar will deal with you later. But know the power that he possesses. Paladin, Janiel. Yes, Yegditha. Where is Dorum? She could be at Arkham. We're going. At once. He looks at Chenille, who looks quite worried, and he nods at her, and she rushes upstairs to grab their things. What do the rest of you do? (laughs) 
either follow the mad god or what because i mean i was thinking in actually resting before going to arkham right since i used my spells and Ronnie is also like flinging spells left right and center and Kelsar also used spells but yagditha isn't bothered by this no i know but i am as a like my character like i don't want to go unprepared is there any way that Kalsar could try and take control back, or no? You just gave it up at the moment, so he's got it for at least a bit, and then you can start trying to fight him. Okay. Uh, so you see Dan and Chenille are quickly putting all their stuff together and putting their stuff on. We're going. MZ, uh, you see that Kalsar is like in this mode that he was talking about before, how that there's something inside him and every so often it takes over. Bordon, you know this to be Yegditha. And because uh, you talked to Kelsar about how mm-hmm. basically he's the chosen vessel of his god. And Ronnie, there is uh, power blowing off this being in front of you. And you see there's little sparks and crackles in a little wave. It's kind of like almost like a heat wave that's between you and this being that's turned away from you. Yeah, so Ronnie, you see that you're, like, the energy that surrounds you, that strange chaotic stuff, is um, kind of clashing with what's surrounding Kelsa right now. Weird. Um, well, I'm still pissed to pour it on, uh, so I'm going to go wander <laughs> off somewhere else. Through the hole? Uh, do I even care about going through the hole? Not really. No, I'm saying there's the hole in the wall, or, like, they're over at the front door. Oh, they're... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm going up to my room. Okay. So you just walk past uh, Chenille, who's hauling down a couple backpacks. Yeah. And Amelia is just... She came down angry at you, and now this whole situation... Uh, she's a little too distracted to yell at you for casting Charm Person on her. Well, that seems like a win for Ronnie. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, the two of you are down there with the Aditha. They're getting their, they're almost have their stuff prepared. Is there anything you two want to do? Like me and MZ? Yeah. So we're going now. With how serious everything just got, I guess uh, it kind of reminds me of back home just, just a little bit. And uh, I start making sure I got all my gear and everything. Like we're about to, like we're about to go. So you start going through, you make sure like all the buckles on your armor are tight, your coin purse, you put it inside so that it's not just like out. And like you do up all the straps in your backpack, like you have your gear set, you're ready to rush into battle. And board on UCMZ is just wordlessly getting ready. Okay, so I will get ready, but first I want I want to talk to like the tavern's owner or wherever he is. And ask about like the, like the damage. How much do you think that, that damage was like? Fifteen, twenty gold. Could probably get it fixed up. I'll just give him like twenty-five gold. Sorry about that. You know, I wouldn't say to this degree, but this kind of thing happens more often than you'd think. <sighs> With adventurers coming through the area, this isn't the first time. Not happy about it, but. I guess. I'm not too distraught. Still, that guy who's covered in fire, uh, I'd rather him not being in here because he will burn this place down. 
Yeah, th that's like magical fire, but I, I totally agree. It's it's hard for me to stay close to it, <laughs> let alone like a a regular person. So, yeah. Sorry about that. You guys hear some whistles sounding off not too far away. Like everybody? Yeah. Even Ronnie, who's going up to his room, you hear what sounds like a guard whistle. Oh, shit. Uh, Yagditha, I want you to roll me a perception check with advantage. 18. You feel like your senses are starting to get a lot more attuned when you're coming into your vessel, and you're getting used to using his form. You reach out your senses a little bit to try to get a, an idea where you are. You know exactly where you are in Abiratoral. This body is getting stronger. You feel that pull from Arkham. You know it's just to the east, a day's travel. Mm. You could probably get there faster. And you feel... it. The only way to describe it is you feel like right now you're sitting on a ticking time bomb of magic underneath your feet. It's like underneath this city. And you'd rather not be here at the moment. Whatever happens with it isn't your concern. It's just you would rather not be here when that thing stops ticking. There's energy here. Not pleasant energy. Uh, Lord Yagditha, our stuff's ready. It's time to leave. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go get the horses. Shneel, come with me. Uh, Yolanda looks at you, Bordon, and Amelia is looking back and forth, just trying to piece together what the hell just happened. Bordon, what happened to your friend? He doesn't... he's definitely not the same. Uh... And the paladins are listening to him so well. Yeah, he's a vassal to a god. So that over there is Yigditha. And uh, I wouldn't say it's actually like a good god, it's just a god that has a mission and it will do whatever it takes to just fulfill that mission. She looks at you. You said Yegditha? Correct. That is a god of light. That is someone who champions for good. They were known as a benevolent soul, but... Well... I suppose in times of war, we're all pushed to things. I guess. I mean... <sighs> I, I want. I really wanted to prepare that damn Roni. I I'm so tired of all this shit. I'm like so through. Well, here at the very least, let me open up a portal so that you don't tire yourself out walking there. Are Are we going all together? Yes, I'll get you there, and Amelia will go talk to her father. Okay. I don't want to. You will talk to your father. And. Uh, so she looks back at you, Bordon. Well, this is happening sooner than we intended, but this is for the best. We need to get this done, and the sooner we can get it done, the less likely your friend Diarna is to being harmed. You, you, you do know that we are not prepared, right? We are not rested. We, we like, barely gather our stuff, um, you know, like our belongings to actually go to this mission. We are literally following... Not necessarily like a mad god, but a very angry one. Let's just go and deal with this. I know Bordon, it's not the best plans, but let's just deal with this angry god of yours. Uh, suicide mission. 
getting even worse. May Dumathoin watch over us. May Dumathoin watch over us. And she opens up a portal. You see through that portal your destination, Yagdita. Go. So Dan and Chenille quickly go through the portal. I have to be the last one through it. Okay, I go through the portal. Yagdita goes through the portal. MZ? Uh, I'm gonna go get Ronnie. I'm gonna go up to Ronnie's room. And then I just open his door. Alright, uh, so you're going up there. Amelia was starting to go up the stairs, and she sees you doing it, and she kind of waits down and goes back downstairs. Ronnie, are you sitting on your bed playing a solemn guitar? (laughs) (laughs) Harmonica? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Bluesy harmonica. Uh, Blues my my blues away with some harmonica. Roll me a performance. Fourteen. So you you hear this bluesy harmonica just sounding from the room. It leads you to it very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's tough when friends fight. Yeah, you get in there and you see Ronnie's just looking a little a little down in the dumps. And Ronnie, you look up and uh, Emsy's there, all ready for war. Hey, Emsy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, say hey, bud. We're going now. Uh, I don't really want to go with them. Yeah, neither do I, but gotta go. Come on. Mm. We were still splitting up, right? Oh, fuck <laughs> sakes. Yeah, the plan was still to split up. One group goes one way, one goes the other once you're inside Arkham. Yeah, yeah, we're sticking to the original plan. Maybe me and you go and do the thing that they aren't doing. Sure, we can do that. All right. All right. So, Ronnie, you drag your feet down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> but you still go, and everyone's through there. Amelia's waiting downstairs, and she's fucking staring daggers at you. I can't believe you charmed your own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it would get me out of work, so... You know what? That sounds just like you. For fuck's sake. I cannot deal with... I can't deal. She waves her hand, and this portal opens up, and you see the others. Uh, They're standing in like this... It's almost like an arid plain, and it's very dark out. There's some light coming from Yegdita, and you all have dark vision, so you can all see no problem. And you're just looking out there, and you see through this portal, there are these massive walls. Just super, super fucking high. Like, miles high. And they're going up, and you can't even see the top of them. You see it surrounding this area. MZ steps through, then you step through, and the portal cracks and snaps and closes. And then it opens up again, and uh, even more irritated Amelia steps through it. What just happened with that? Did you close my portal? Uh, no, that happens every time I go through. Um, oh, I don't know. That, never mind, that's just a part of your, your thing. Okay. You are the disruptor, so. Alright, so you guys look, and you feel this wind go across your face, this cool wind. You all look over, and you hear something ringing. It's like that ring, ring. And Ronnie, 
you're the only one who recognizes this, but you see a payphone. Is it uh, that tall rectangle thing? Yeah, you guys see it's a tall rectangle that's outside these walls of Arkham. I just say, uh, that's it, isn't it? You gotta hold, you gotta hold the bit. You gotta hold the one bit. Uh, I mean, that's not gonna get us in there, it's just a payphone. Um, maybe we call someone to open up the door? Also, did anyone bring quarters? You gotta hold the bit and speak. I, no, yeah, you need the quarter first. Dad, it's probably enchanted. And, and it's ringing, so... Oh, right. You don't have to pay. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they're calling collect. <sighs> Go pick up the phone. Okay, so Ronnie, you march over there, and everyone's, like, close behind you. You answer the phone. You hear... Hello. Is this Ronnie? Uh, yeah. How'd you get this number? I had a feeling you'd be here soon. I've been sitting on this number for probably an hour. You took a little longer than I thought you Are you ready to go into Arkham? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Is everyone with you? Is everyone with us? I don't actually... I... You look back, yeah, like all the people you were with are, are there. Okay, everyone's there. Yeah, we're all here. Well, I hope you enjoy your stay, Disruptor. And Matthews hangs up the phone. Mm. <laughs> and suddenly, you see, first, Ronnie gets sucked into the phone. And then... Amelia was close behind him. She quickly goes into it, and then it sucks in Emzy. Then it sucks in Dan. It sucks in Yagditha, Chenille, Yolanda, and Bordon. You're the last one to go, and you look back, just as you're almost getting sucked into this phone. This super weird feeling because you're going through these tiny, tiny holes. You look back at where Nesbe must have been, and you watch this explosion. And you see this mushroom cloud go high into the sky. And you watch as where Nesme once was, now it must be a crater. And you get sucked into this phone. Shit. So you guys go and you, it feels disgusting. You've never felt this kind of feeling before. Your body's getting lengthened out into tiny threads. You're going through this dark, staticky hallway super quickly. Just this unbelievable speed. And you all get what almost sounds like thrown up out of the other end of this phone. You all fall onto this cobblestone. You're all coughing and sputtering, trying to catch your breath. And you look behind you, and there are massive walls, miles high. And you look in front of you, and there's an entire town. You see a guardhouse not too far away from you. You see what looks to be an inn a little past that. Another general store by it. A number of town, like townhouses and other larger houses all over you're looking at all these things and you realize this has to be Arkham maybe we'll have better luck at this end 
Kelsar, you can make a charisma saving throw to try to take control again. Ugh, that one. Fuck yeah. Stuck oh. like this forever. Alright, so you guys see that stone? <laughs> it, uh, when he was going, it was quite a bright blue, <laughs> like while it was floating <laughs> around his head. Now that stone is dimming down, and Yegditha looked like he was struggling for a second, now he's fine. And Yegditha's still in control. Vessel still fights me. So what are the four you gonna do? Dan quickly sheaths his sword. Chenille's looking around. She puts a cloak over her armor. Dan does the same. Alright, we're behind enemy lines. This is just a town, but you never know what's gonna be lurking around here. Like, didn't you guys see Nesm exploding just right after we left? I'm more surprised no one cared about the going through the phone thing. Yeah, that was gross. They aren't supposed to do that. I didn't. Well, I didn't know that. I, I don't know what a phone I've is. Never, so. I've never used a phone before. <laughs> okay, but Amelia, you're you're freaked out, right? Yeah, that was super gross. Oh, okay. I did not like that in the slightest. Okay. And we're, we're in here, and uh, like you said before, we don't have any quarters. Who are you talking to on that phone, by the way? And what do you mean Nesme blew up? Uh, I don't know. Gravelly guard guy, maybe? I don't know. I wouldn't know it's Matthews, I guess, huh? Um, his voice is kind of unique. Don't want me to make, like, a roll for it? Make me an, uh, an intelligence check. Wait, 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 but I, I said about, like, Matthews, and, I, and then they said, like, it was the ghoulish one. So Ronnie wasn't listening to it? Ronnie was on the phone. Um, so he heard the voice, and he was responding, but, uh, he's the only one who heard it. Now he's making an intelligence check to see if See if I recognize the voice. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did we all see Nesme blow up? Only Bordon. I got a seven. No, you don't recognize the voice. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a guard or something. Bone operator. Probably. Yeah, they probably have someone in here who lets people in. And Bordon, you said Nesme blew up? What, what do you mean? I don't know. I just saw, like, this huge cloud... Like, it, it was just like an explosion, but, like, gigantic. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know what it is, but to be honest, until we finish, uh, like, this quest, it won't matter. Lord Yegditha, you said you felt a strange energy there, Nesme? Yes. We had to leave. No. Those poor people. It must have been those cultists that you've seen. What happened? Lord Yagditha said that he felt a strange energy and that we had to leave. And if you... And saying that it blew up, then... The only people I could see doing something as terrible as that would be these... These cultists. But why would they do that? Like we left an entire city to die? I don't think you exactly left it to die. I think it was going to die if you were there or not. But Yagditha actually felt it. And... It said nothing. Yeah, Gita doesn't give a fuck. He just gives a fuck about... No, I know, but I do. Right? Yeah, Gita doesn't care about you. <laughs> I understand that. I'm saying, like, because just before we left, uh, they were saying about, like, Gita was, you know, like a god of light. Yeah. Like a good god. And uh, what, what I'm saying is, as my character, it's not like, oh, Gita doesn't care about this. It's more of a my character that just had a conversation with another character and that other character said that Igditha was a good god so this doesn't seem like 
you know, like a, a thing that a good God would do, you know, a lawful good God, a, a God of light. But that's that's just what I'm saying. Well, what's the plan? We're in here. Um, do you think you know where they would be hiding Diurna? Could I do like some sort of check or something? Yeah, actually. I'll say you can detect her, but tell me, how does Yagditha do it? You can like close his eyes and like you could sense the you could sense energy basically. You close your eyes and you get a good idea of this city. And you feel energy coming specifically from a member of your order. You feel your holy power flowing through them as a paladin of your cause. And you feel it coming from the Colosseum. The Colosseum. That's where she is. Across the river. Uh, okay. Well, me and Chenille can go uh, to the Colosseum. Who wants to come with us? Well, I can. Uh, as long as I'm not with Ronnie. Alright. And Yagditha, you feel a dark energy coming from the keep up top. Door. Could Yagditha be hesitant and just be like, this vessel like, isn't strong enough yet or something? Definitely. Yeah. Hey, I, I got a question. Yep. Is Kelsar sleeping, technically? Mm, how would you say it is, Brent? This is your character. You tell me. I never thought of that before. Uh, I would say that he's kind of, like, chained up. Like, kind of chained up and struggling. Not necessarily he's he's asleep. He's kind of just trying to fight his way. He's, like, trying to fight his way out kind of thing. Is he aware of what's going on outside? Yes, he's he's completely aware. Okay. He's, like, he's like in a cage, like, screaming, like, let me out, let me out kind of thing. All right, so what's the plan? We gotta act now. People are gonna start wondering why eight people are just standing near this wall. We don't have any plan. Like, who's breaking up into the groups? So you got Dan and Chanel are going to the Coliseum, and who's doing what? So who did we think was at the Coliseum? We just hear it feel... Diurna. Diurna? Okay, well, yeah. They can go deal with that. We'll go with... Me and MZ will go and assassinate... Try and assassinate uh, the spell slinger. But let's figure out where they are. Okay. Yolanda and Amelia will go with MZ and Ronnie since they know uh, Spellslinger. Yegditha and Bordon will go to the Coliseum. Does that sound good? Yes. Just the two of us? Okay. Well, with Dan and Chenille. Oh, okay. I want to I wanna stop by this uh, one uh, store that's like right on the way though. Yeah. He senses the energy and he's just like this vessel, this vessel is still not strong enough. Not yet. So the two groups start to split off. As you guys are walking up to the town, you see there are a number of townsfolk that are smiling and talking to each other. It's the middle of the night, and they seem to all still be out and talking and just mingling. MZ, Ronnie, Amelia, and Yolanda go to enter in the shop really quick, while the other group splits off, board on... Yegditha, Dan, and Chenille as they march towards the Colosseum. And as the eight of you start making your way into Arkham and start setting forth this plan into motion, the flames of Nesme keep going higher and higher into the sky until as you all are heading off, you all look up because you see that crackling of lightning 
and the fiery smoke continue to rise, even over these very high walls. Welcome back, travelers. Oh my goodness, so yeah, that was a, that was a doozy episode. And listen, I know I goofed and I accidentally talked about this argument, the previous tale, and like, whoops. But hey, you know, just reiterate, we all talked, it's all cool, and we implemented some new rules, so always be sure to talk to the people at your table, because sometimes the player bleeds into the character, the character bleeds into the player, and you don't know, people go cray cray. But yeah, always good, talk. That's the biggest key thing. And don't let anyone at your table have a god in their head because stuff just goes wrong. Oh my goodness. I, I'm never putting a god in my head, that's for sure, travelers. But anyways, yeah, there was a... Oh, man, there's so much going on. Oh, I do hope everything's okay. Now they're in Arkham. Arkham gets spooky. This place is like bad news bears, you know what I mean? You hear that music, just go over. That was some spooky, sad music. Gotta be careful. Well, anyways, travelers, I uh, must be going. Well, before I go, uh, remember to treat yourself to something nice. Head on over to Easy Roller Dice Company and use the promo code Ballad7Dice. You can get some rad dice and dice bags. We got dice bags and dice trays from there. They work really well. And uh, you can even get 10% off when you use Ballad 7 Dice. Your whole order. That's rad. So treat yourself to something nice. And remember, if you ever want to help out the show, uh, pop on over to the iTunes or the Stitcher and drop a review. It means a lot. Makes our day. And boy, oh boy, does it help get us up there in the iTunes charts. I don't know the exact algorithm, but I definitely have seen when a review pops in. We go right up those charts. It's real rad and helps us feel good. Hooray for validation. Well, I must be going off. It's time for me to get a few things done today, travelers, and try to see if I can sneak past all them cultists. Wish me luck. I bid you adieu. Hi. I'm Jordan. I play Ulreus on Modified Rule, a passably adequate Dungeons & Dragons 5th Ed actual play podcast based in the UK. We like to focus on collaborative storytelling and just having a bit of a laugh. The game is set in a homebrew world created by our talented DM Liam. This allows us to bring you an authentic D&D experience where we, as players, do things like ignore plot hooks, visit taverns, fight monsters, visit taverns, run from monsters, visit taverns, visit more taverns. Okay, seriously, exactly how many times do we visit a tavern? What? Seriously? <laughs> okay, whatever. Modified rule. We spend a lot of time in taverns. Available wherever you get your podcasts.